Are you nervous? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't scared. Uh, Aloha. Is that's Hawaiian for yeah. hello and goodbye. <laughs> Which is most appropriate based on where we've both been. Where have you been? Well, as you know, I was with Army. Oh. Uh, well, well, you, you can't don't tell me. No. You can't well, tell you, me it's some secret. Yes. Right. It was secret, but what you don't know is that I was actually serving with the Hawaiian National Guard. So No, you weren't. Yes, I was. What? So while you were on vacation this last week to the island, I was fighting with the freedom fighters, the native freedom fighters of the island people of Hawaii. Hawaii. Where in Hawaii were you? I wasn't in Hawaii. I was with them because they were in California. They came to visit us. Yeah, the training grounds are a little bit bigger here. So they came to visit us. Oh, interesting. Well, I... uh, Here is my approach this past uh, time to vacation. Whenever we go with my in-laws or Courtney's family to to vacations, we always go to tropical locations because that's just what they like. And uh, I always get totally burnt. The first day out, and then I just yeah. am miserable. I can't sleep. I'm miserable the rest of the week. Uh, this time, I was like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about a tan. I don't care about anything. So I just stayed in the shade. I was that guy. Stayed in the shade, wore a hat. <laughs> I didn't care. I, I, I came back with zero tan because I just didn't want to be in pain the entire time. And, okay, so was it worth it? Do you feel like you made the correct decision by staying in the shade like a coward? Absolutely. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we have quite the episode to discuss today. Okay. I don't know if you knew this, but to, when I watched this, this was one of the greatest theological, philosophical debates yet so far to come to Preacher, and I'll, I'll bring it up later. Okay. Are you going like, to uh, enter the podcast, or are we just going right yeah, into I think, it? I think this is where we should throw it up there. You know, this okay. is where we throw in... Um, so welcome back to Son of a Preacher podcast. I'm Ammon Van Orden with uh, Jeremiah Cox. Sweet. So, dude, first of all, let's start with this. You sent me an article about Preacher. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Yeah, the article was basically, um, hey, everybody, how come nobody's talking about Preacher? Um, and is it kind of already doomed already you know that was kind of the thrust of it right i think so um and i agreed with most of it i mean i i think it was saying like why isn't people talking about it because it was so big at least the hype for it was so big before you started right and the Um, first episode was so good it was and now it just seems like no yeah yeah it just kind of has totally feels like it's lost steam before it ever got it does that make that make sense yeah it does it does i think it also has i mean it's got the um gosh what do you call it it's got the competition of game of thrones right which put it i don't know why they chose to put it in the sunday night death slot uh during the one time where you know game of thrones is on for only 10 episodes but uh that's not my decision to make but i think you're right i think it start. Like, it started off really strong with the pilot, and then now, like the past few episodes, 
it's kind of been just a swimming to me. It's been kind of swimming in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, j- just to backtrack one, and this could be a whole nother conversation. I, and I obviously, I obviously have no idea what I'm talking about, but I wonder if part of the reasoning for Sunday nights was thinking, okay, when once Game of Thrones is over, we'll be on episode five. And then maybe the people who are just used to watching Game of Thrones every Sunday, they can now pick us up from from halfway on. But then that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Cause yeah, the, right? Because then yeah. you're halfway through. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay. Yes. Are are we talking about three and four right now? Because uh, no, I think we should just do – let's just talk about three and uh, and then discuss four – in another short episode. Okay. So three, uh, remind me what, what, what does three is, um, Quinn was forced to so, follow Jesus. So at the right? very, at, at the, at the very beginning, yes. So at the very beginning, you've got these, um, girls running around in underwear. Yep. And, uh, it looks like they're being hunted and they mm-hmm. are, except they're being hunted with paintballs. Right. And then that girl ends up dying. Odin Quincannon comes out. I actually really love this scene when Odin Quincannon comes out and he his assistant has like a wooden crate and a little mm-hmm. speaker box. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Like, I don't know who does the design for this show, but I don't know. Just little things like that really um, – I don't know. I think it adds, adds another level. Like have you uh, – some? I read the – I follow the guy – who helped out on the design for the show. Um, and he mentioned that the guy's office, Odin Kuhn Cannon's office is based off of the office in Hudsucker proxy. Did you ever see that? I never saw it. No. Okay. Homework. Watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually a really fun, really good movie. It's got, um, Tim Robbins in it. Okay. And, it's one of my favorites. It's legit one of my favorite movies. Um, and so, so just this big, open, expansive, just boring office. Yeah, and and the 70s little retro yep. style. But mm-hmm. I think that's what, what I get out of the design from just that and the whole show is – and I think what Seth Rogen and others were saying is, hey, anything's possible in this world – it's it's just a little quirky. So yeah, I mean, it it, it kind of also just kind of feels like you know when you go into those tiny little towns that are around, especially growing up in Central Illinois, those little tiny <laughs> towns that like you can see the end of the town when you drive in, and they have these downtowns that are forty years ago apparently were nice little cute little downtowns, but now they're just they're just go they're 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 ghost towns. Yeah, they were forgotten. Right, and but yeah, any. Any building that is still used really hasn't been updated since the 60s. And that's kind of how this world still feels in this little town in Texas. It reminds me of my high school growing up, like built in 1905. And it was like the epicenter of the town and still going strong for... But now now you have a new high school, right? Yeah, they do. They do. I think Mm. they used the high school for the... Like an extension of the junior high, though. I- anyways, good conversation. Start- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back on track. Um, uh, 
what's interesting about that first part, I don't want to go scene by scene from the whole episode, but I, this is what I was thinking when I, and it keeps coming up in my head, the girls running around and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, they're, they're being hunted and slaughtered and it's like this crazy sex ring or whatever, right? And it yeah. turns out it's just some silly paintball game. Obviously, it goes awry. But I think they've been doing this throughout the whole show where they they try and throw you a mystery. I don't know how to say it, but you're not sure when you see something at first, is it completely – is it as bad as you think? Or mm. – or is it, hey, just gotcha, it's not. You know, they do this over and over. I'll give you some more examples. In that, that same episode, the phone was ringing, and the two uh, fallen angels, mm-hmm. or not fallen angels, the two angels, they're like, oh, crap, it's heaven calling. And it was just the hotel room saying, right. like, hey, room service. But then later, the phone rings again, and it really is their bosses, right? Right. So, and here's another example. Just a few episodes before Cassidy comes in and he's like, preacher, is that you? And the preacher's feet are there on the table. And you're like, there's lots of ominous music. And he just comes out. He's like, yeah, it's me. You know, it was right, like nothing. Right, right. <laughs> but they but they do this. I think this is like one of the common, I don't know, themes. Your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I, I think... And 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 I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna go a little bit into episode four here. Oh, I know cheaters I know. never prosper. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they <laughs> always do. Um, uh, I feel like the first two episodes were just so crazy, right? With the um, and usually it involved Cassidy with uh, with his airplane scene. Uh, falling onto the, into the earth, and then with his chainsaw. the chainsaw scene that you just thought, oh my gosh, this show is just going to be just insane and just going to be balls to the wall, crazy. And it seems like the the episodes three and four have definitely been more like, well, okay, we kind of used up our budget for crazy stuff <laughs> the first two, and now we kind of have to be smart about kind of dancing around these crazy topics um, and and subject material. And so it's just kind of, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, for some reason, like with Game of Thrones, I give it a pass that, okay, you, you can give me two or three boring, quote-unquote boring episodes, but, but I know those are just going to be setting up something incredible, right? That's true. With we do this, give them a pass. Yeah, but but I don't know if it's a pass, but because because there it, it legitimately works. And not to get into a Game of Thrones talk, but like Bastard Bull was so amazing because it was set up so for so long, right? Yeah. Um and so when it happens, it you you know, you've earned it. Um here I don't I don't we got those amazing fun scenes at the beginning, just they were just there. Um, and so you thought, okay, well, maybe this is just part of the show. Maybe the, maybe the show is just going to be always just crazy, which is cool, which would maybe be re- refreshing, right? And the last two episodes, I feel like, just kind of weren't. And so, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of conflicted on it. Does that, does that make any sense? Yeah. No, it definitely makes sense. Here's, here's how my answer to that. I, I don't know if, like, rebuttal, but 
One is the, the first two episodes were directed by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, right? Right. And so since they're the big Hollywood elites, I think they can do whatever they want, right? And people right. aren't going to tell them, oh, you don't have enough money. You know, they're just like, no, give me the money for it or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, second to that is I think the, the problem with the show isn't so much that it's all like always missing action. Cause obviously you can have great shows without action, right? right. We've, we've seen that a ton of times, whether <laughs> Mad Men or even, um, I don't know, uh, countless number of shows, but right, right. I think what I see the problem is that they don't push the, it hasn't gone further. Like you mm-hmm. almost see. In episodes three and four, uh, the, the repeat of the same things. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, Cassidy still doesn't know what to do about these angels. The angels still don't know what to do about getting what's in Jesse out. Uh, Jesse still keeps doing the same thing using the voice, mm-hmm. uh, but nothing's like progressing that way. The, um, uh, what is it? Um, Tulip's still frustrated. Tulip's still frustrated about. Jesse, and so nothing has progressed. Now, granted, I do think, like, uh, it, they were hinting at the end of this four, episode four, since you've already ruined it and you're going into it, <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, we're leading up to it, here it comes, because we're finally going to get you some payoff. And I say that because of these scenes where, you know, um, Darren comes back. Is it Darren, the guy who... At the right hand man of Odin, yeah, broken arm, yeah. yeah, like he figures things out and he tells his wife, and it's almost like that's leading up to, okay, the the cat's out of the bag, we're gonna do something. Uh, I don't know, I think it's leading up to something, but you're right. Unlike the comic books, the comic books by now, at the very beginning, had like a theme, a huge right. overarching mission. This right. one has nothing. Nothing. And I find it interesting that the character that I find most intriguing is a character that's not in the comics, which is Darren. Like, I, I, I like the idea of you're somewhat emotionally invested in this henchman, which you never <laughs> get. You know what I mean? Yeah. He um, seemed like a one-off character. He he totally did in the first episode. I mean, I, I, in fact, like I think in our first podcast, I even called him that that he's just a nobody. But it turns out he's not. And actually, I'm much more interested in his story arc right now than Quinn Cannon because I don't really know anything about Quinn Cannon, right? I mean, versus the comics, I kind of know a little bit about him. But like, he seems pretty one dimensional right now. But yeah, it's not often. I think it was like an, an Austin Powers movie once where they. Were they like uh, in a post credit scene or something, or maybe it was a DVD extra scene when they went to like a henchman's house for dinner and he was talking to his wife about just how frustrated he was at work <laughs> with his boss? Like that seems like similar here, but it's but it's you know, but we actually every every yeah, time he's he, on, he, you almost seem like genuinely you feel sorry for the guy, yeah, yeah, who you hated at the beginning of the episode, totally, yeah, the, the, yeah. But so makes me wonder, like, was he really beating his wife or was it Is there something that else going she on? really liked it? Like, right. I still don't right. know. Right. Because they obviously seem to have a pretty good relationship or or she seems to be pretty assertive in their marriage. Yeah. You know, it does, she, she, does, she definitely doesn't seem to be taking orders from him. Um, and she likes the fact or she liked the fact that he was a man. Right. And But now he's lost that. 
manliness, and she doesn't appreciate it at all. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So what? So you you hinted at a theological. Oh, so question. Um, at the end of episode three, mm-hmm. Jesse is finally like coming to terms with his ability to use the word of what he calls the word of God, right? Mm-hmm. To order people to do things. And it seems like he's thinks, Hey, I can do things for good. Right? right. I can change this town, whatever. And so he goes over to Odin, Quinn Cannon's place and they're playing miniatures, which I thought was cool. And then he, you know, he says, I could make you come to church. And Odin says, well, that's not very Christ-like. Right. But then they have that bet. They have that bet like, hey, you come to church, and if you're not a Christian by the end of the thing, you can have the church and the land that's on it. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode, he tells Odin, using this, his abilities, serve God. And right. Odin seemed like, yes, I will. I'll do it. Absolutely. This is right. the interesting theological question. So in the Mormon faith, um, they have uh, additional book of scripture called the book of Moses. And it's talks more about the explaining the book of revelations and the war in heaven. And I don't know what your interpretation in your faith of the war in heaven is, you know, with uh, the, um, do you know what I'm talking about? But when I say the war in heaven, like the, uh, the angels being cast down. Yeah. So in Re- revelation with, Protestants isn't something that we were usually spend a whole lot of time on. Um, and so, no, I, I'm actually not that that's, that that's one of the areas in scriptures. I'm gosh, I, I would really have to read up on. Um, yeah. We just don't spend a lot of time in revelation. And that's fine. It's usually very uh, mysterious. Yes. People oh, yeah. just kind of like speculate. Oh, this means Right. Uh, the second right. coming is now or whatever. Right. Anyways, in this book of Moses that Joseph Smith uh, discovered, it's it says that this war in heaven that happened um, before the earth was created was between um, like Satan used to be an angel of God. Correct. Yeah. And and so originally they were the plan for Earth was to send people down and to have them be tested and then return to God where Satan being an angel, he wanted people instead to be tested. Like everyone returned to God, no one be lost. And he'd do that by making them, forcing them, everyone do good. Hmm. If we force people to do good, we take away their free will. Everyone will turn to heaven and we'll be fine. That's what this battle was over, like, according to the Mormon faith. Interesting. So a, th- a third of the angels agreed with Lucifer, and they said, yeah, hey, we all want to return, um, and, like, free will, whatever, not important. There was a battle in heaven. They were cast down. That's where Satan and his minions come from. So what <laughs> I find really interesting about that is you have this philosophical or theological debate, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. where Jesse's like, Hey, I want to help people. I want to do as much good as I can. Right. And I see the most powerful man in town. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to make him do good. I'm going to take away his free will. Right. And by making him be good, like, it'll help people, right? Like, that's what he's thinking. So I took it more as he thought he had this little uh, agreement with him. You come to church. um, I'm going to just convince you, right? Because I'm just a really good preacher. And then when... When it came to when it came to to showtime, when he was hoping that, that his amazing message would 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 reach him, he was like, "Yeah, no, actually, I don't want to do it after all." And so then I took it more as preacher was kind of embarrassed, and when, and in the moment, everybody in town's watching him, and he was like, "Okay, well, my last resort, I'm just going to make you say that you're going to." You know oh what I'm no way! No way! No. Because he had this ultimate plan. I think he that's why he was like, hey, go get the TV for the raffle. We're going to put on a show. I'm right. going to convince him. I think he thought about this from the beginning. He's like, I know, that, I know, like 100%, like you can put your money on this TV because I'm going to convince these people. I'm going to put my land on the line right? because I know for sure he's going to do what I say because I've got it guaranteed. So you thought okay so so where so the only thing that we I think disagree on is I I thought he was still counting on his his first line of of uh of offense was going to be his actual preaching that I'm, yes. I'm going to legitimately change his heart but 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 you're saying all along he was going to use his word his power yes. to change mm-hmm. him gotcha yeah Hmm. but okay that that is a separate debate sure yeah let's yeah. let's Assume just for argument that mm-hmm. it's that he really did want to just use the word of God, his power. Um, yes, his yep. power. Call he calls that right. Like I think that's a whether you, it's you know religious or not. Do you think it's right to you know if you were in a situation you could make people. Do good. Like, what if you, I mean, that's a very tough question, especially if there's hundreds or millions of people's lives involved. Right, right. So here, so, so this is kind of, um, and, and this might come across as preachy. Uh, <laughs> but, but, of all the times to apologize. I know, for I know that. that's true. I mean, so one one of my big, I don't want to say pet peeves, but one of my main things that I really try to remember and also um, talk about whenever I'm at my church or, you know, have discussions about is, you know, the, the kind of the myth that being a Christian is all about behavior modification, right? Okay. That um, that the big danger in the church these days, or not these, just just all along, is hey, I'm going to become a Christian so that I can stop doing X, or you know what I mean, so that way I can stop drinking, or that I can stop stealing, or whatever it is, right? Or start doing better things. Start doing better things, um, and that behavior modification is the end goal, which is really, really missing the point. Um, and so behavior, when the behavior change should be th- seen of as kind of a, a side effect and more of like a secondary thing, right? So the idea being, hey, I want to 
love God and have a relationship with this God, right? That mm-hmm. is, that is, you know, and uh, at least according to the Protestants and Catholics, um, that is why we were made was to have a relationship with God, right? And so, th- so the relationship is first, and so it is because I have a good relationship with Him. I just naturally then want to do and live in a way that God wants me to live. Right. It's secondary. It's secondary. Does does that make sense? So, yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I think a lot, I mean, I know I've thought about that, like, Hey, I'm not religious, but I want my kids to be ethical, good human beings. I think a lot of people have the same thing. Like, Hey, we need to go to church so that our kids, you know, right. Yes. Are good human beings. So one thing that I think in the church uh, that we that we think we have a lot is this monopoly on behavior modification, right? Um, Tony Robbins can do behavior modification just as well, if not better, than most churches can do, right? Right. And so that's where I think a lot of the churches miss the mark is focusing on, hey, let's change your behavior and then kind of your heart will follow. That's not really necessarily how it works best or usually works the best. Right. Um, and so in, it's, it's interesting watching the show because preachers just really focusing on everybody's behavior. Like, you know, he's, um, this might be more in episode four where he's kind of just sitting with people at the diner. Like the diner is becoming his little office, right? People coming in in and out of his booth and he's telling like a couple, like, understand each other and they're like, Oh, Hey, like that one, you know, that's kind of a fun little moment or he's just telling people, you know, do this, do this, do this. And all they're, all he's doing is changing people's behavior and really changing just one specific behavior, not their entire heart. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and so that's what's, that's what's kind of interesting is like, sure. He's kind of curing these individual, I don't know, behaviors or sins, I guess you could call them, but that doesn't really Really, it's going to be interesting seeing if they explore that more because that's really not going to do a whole lot for the. Yeah, well, especially if he is like forcing, he forces the mother to forgive Artface. Mm. Yeah. Like forgive him or telling someone else serve God or he says very specifically to that, uh, that one pervert, like forget her. You know, that's yeah. not really changing behavior if you're no. forcing someone to do something. Like, yeah, like you said, a very specific action. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not changing who they are, right? It's not changing their heart. It's not giving them a new outlook on life, right? Which is the idea, right? The idea is when you become a Christian, you see everything in a new lens, right? You see your work, you see your relationships, you see the St. Louis Cardinals, you see everything through a different lens. Like, thank you. Wait, you see the St. Louis Cardinals in a different light? I, I, I say thank you, Je- thank you, Jesus, for Matt Carpenter. <laughs> thank you so much for blessing us with Matt Carpenter. No matter how bad he is at second base. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Okay. But- so back, I think that's very interesting because a lot of people in the Mormon faith, um, they struggle with some people, a uh, select few people struggle in the Mormon faith with, they feel like a judgmentalness. If mm. you don't 
abide by these rules because Mormons, unlike many others, like they are very strict and very mm-hmm. like, hey, no, when we say don't drink and don't uh, drink coffee and don't have sex before marriage, we really mean it and it right. will cost you like, you know what I mean? And it's it's a very like, hey, we're strict and it could cost you membership or whatever, where I feel like a, a lot of other churches are like, hey, it's more circled around or centered more around the grace and stuff like that. So a lot of Mormons, even though I don't think this is the point, what they get out of it is that behavior modification. And when they Mm -hmm. see people, they're missing the mark. And when they Mm -hmm. see people not living up to those very strict rules, they think, oh, that person is, you know, not a good person because they're doing so and so and so. Interesting. Well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, it's not a whole lot different. <laughs> in yeah, the, it's, every, in, it's in probably the, everywhere. In Catholic or Protestant. I, yeah, yeah I mean, prob- it, yeah, which is which is why I have to constantly remind myself of it. I mean, it's just, I mean, you can always equate things back to parenting, right? Where, like, with my kids, I want to just beat them over the head with saying, like, listen, these rules are in place, because not because I just want you to follow them, right? They're in place because I know that you will be happier and live a better life if you just follow them, because I just know these are, these, these rules are good for you. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and that's kind of, and that's kind of the whole idea, but yeah. Um, do you think though, so this reminded me of, uh, also the show, Jessica Jones. Did you ever watch that on Netflix? Basically? No, I started it, got a little bored. I don't know why. Cause I hear I it's awesome. I don't know why either. Cause it's, it's great. I know, I know. The basic premise of Jessica Jones is she's strong. She goes against this guy, the purple man, who basically can tell people what to do all the time. So, mm-hmm. But it's limited in scope to distance. Like he has to be close to you to be able to – anyways. Um, so it's kind of similar to what the preacher can do. Right, right. But – in one of the episodes, she is talking with him, and she's saying, like, just think how much good you could do if you were, you know, using this these abilities for good. But this makes me wonder, like, hey, would it really be good taking away someone's free will? Right. You know, is that the end goal? Because you're basically make, forcing them to do something. You're not changing their behavior. Like you said, you're not changing their heart. You're making them a slave, and you're making them a slave to do good, even if the end results are right. "quote unquote" good. Yeah, I mean that's that that is also in the Protestant Church um, another debate, which is free will versus predestination or Calvinism, as you might hear it. Uh-huh. Which is, did God make us? Did God shoot when we're born? Does God predestine us? to be a Christian or not. And some believe that he does and some believe that he doesn't and that it's totally free will. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, that's a huge, huge, interesting debate. Um, and actually I have really good friends on both sides, actually that go to my church that are on both sides of it. Um, so you, you can coexist and believe them, but uh yeah that's 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 a huge well there debate. is some evidence in the bible like hey the where it says god knew i think it was jacob or isaiah or one of them he he knew one of them in the womb you know 
Right. And, and, or Moses was predestined or Christ, you know, came from a lineage of all these different like people. So that kind of hints like, Hey, I knew you were going to be something before you actually started. And that, and that's a a debate within the debate is (laughs) if, if God already knows, even if it's free will, right. But yet if God knows what you're going to end up choosing is, is that free will? <laughs> then, then did you actually do anything right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, so before we make this a discussion all about philosophy and theology, to drift too far from the show, mm-hmm, since mm-hmm, you already mm-hmm. spoiled it and went into episode four, I know. Um, okay, thing I hate, hated, hated ooh, about ooh. episode four. Oh gosh, and may ruin the show for me. Oh wow. Fact, yeah. Um. Cassidy and Tulip hook up and like Tulip throws herself at Cassidy. Mm, And I was mm, like, what was the point of that there? Unless there's some, something that happens in the next episode. Like why did she whore herself out? I, I, maybe that's a little loose term, but like she basically, she got him drugs and she threw herself at him when for all, Intensive purposes. She supposedly really still loves the preacher, and I don't know. I I was very disappointed, and frankly, I, I was just disappointed throughout in the fact that there's no romance in between mm-hmm. the preacher and Tulip. Like he doesn't seem to be interested in her at all, at all. L- yeah, like he just seems like, hey, you were just business in the past. Um, I had yeah. never had feelings for you. Like that business is over. I've done with my life of crime. I've never, you know, and I don't know. I, in the comics, that's what I kind of like. There was a little, there was actual love involved. Oh, there's a lot of love involved. Yeah. I mean, especially in book two, so much so that I got bored with it that like, I was like, all right, another scene with these two just cuddling and talking. And I just got (laughs) bored (laughs) with like every scene. Like, all right, here's, here's a preacher and, and Tulip telling each other how much they love each other. I, th- I thought I thought you got you got over the comic books because you you got caught looking at dirty scenes in the air on the airplane. Well, I, yeah. So to catch everybody else, time. I was um what, I was reading comic or the book two on on the flight to Hawaii, and um, there was like an off duty um, pilot sitting right behind us, and then my daughter. <laughs> Next to me, and I found uh, myself. The daughter would be. I think I'd be a little bit more worried about you. Well, the daughter's not going to report me, right? If I'm reading sure. something horrible. Sure. Um, and uh, so I, I kept naturally finding myself like, you know, moving, twisting my torso in a way that, like, okay, well, I can't let my daughter see this. I can't let my, uh, or I can't let the, the pilot behind me. And then I was like, why am I? Just, I got, I got to put this away. I can't, I can't have this out right now. So, yeah, it, especially at the very beginning, it's, it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty very sp- graphic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very. There's basically a party scene, uh-huh. at, uh, like the most deprived party scene that you can oh even imagine, yeah. or probably worse than you can imagine. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely not appropriate for a plane ride. But nope. funny that funny that that happened. I love that. <laughs> so, anyways, that's really ruined it for me. I I wanted I wanted some actual like back and forth. And uh, between um, 
the preacher and Tulip, and instead, uh, and not only that, but in the comic books, you had Tulip had like this back and forth between Cassidy, as in like they hated each other, they did, which was yeah, kind they, of they really like which other. is kind yeah. of funny. Mm-hmm. And now they don't have that at all. No, um, yeah. I just found myself after the first two episodes telling everybody, anybody, oh my gosh, you got to check out this new show. To where now it's like, oh yeah, let me just kind of see how this, these next few episodes play out before I start <laughs> telling anymore. Telling everybody to watch it. Because yeah. you're, putting, you're putting your name on the line. <laughs> yeah, and at first I was like, hey, I'm on this podcast. Check it out. And now I don't want to tell anybody about our podcast. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I'm proud of the podcast. Not sure about the show yet. Um, Although I'm hoping, I don't know, I'm hoping that this next episode is the real, like, it comes out of, it's like, hey, we have been building to all these things, you know. Yeah. Heaven, heaven just called, made a phone call. The killer of saints is going to come into the picture like he's angry and mm-hmm. he's coming. In, and I don't know, all these, I'm hoping the payoff is finally here. Who knows? I, I would also like to see them... Um what it would be like because eventually they're going to have to show like the fallen a spoiler alert you know like the fallen angel or god himself right Mm -hmm. i would like to see their cgi their cgi game to see if how how that would look because right now it's all kind of yeah well knowing them they might it might since they had that weird like 60s space thing at the very beginning true it could just be like guys with little wings on their back or you know what i mean yeah yeah which would be a little disappointing because they're pretty cool looking in the comic that's true so we'll we'll see uh i gosh there's so much i want to debate but i don't want to keep this going forever what i have a final thought though okay um, and then you can have you can say whatever you want, but my final question for you and the audience, think about this like is is Jesse in charge and using this um the thing inside him, Genesis or whatever we want to call it, is he in charge, or is the thing inside him based on the show is that in charge hmm um, or does it depend on the moment? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't really see Genesis doing a whole lot, or you know, directing a whole lot yet. Do you? Do you, do you see that? <laughs> well, no, but I mean, it seems like he's definitely a different person, right? Mm-hmm. And it, he gets conflicted between you know a lot of. Uh, good and evil inside him. Now, granted, he also had that beforehand, but uh, I mean, I think he's using, using it, but I think, I don't know, it's possible that there's a little bit of the thing inside him that's, you know, at least influencing, right? giving him a lot oh, of for influence. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Yep. So what are you looking forward to next? Uh, okay. I'm looking forward to like, what exactly it means for Odin Quincannon to serve God. You know how mm-hmm. he kind of made that claim, like, yeah, oh, I'm going to serve him from now on, and then he he shoots those people. He just kills them. So how does that turn out? Like, how is it that he just avoided that, or or is it some, like, trick on words, like serving God means something else? Like, how Well, that's that... just it. Like, was, was, was him doing that 
was that actually serving God some way? Yeah, uh, that's the thing. I, I don't know how he was able to. It seemed like he converted him at the end of episode three, um, but then he ended up killing those people with a shotgun. So, right. um, I don't know. That's what I'm interested to see. What are you? What about you? That um, was obviously that's what, that's what that's what they want you to be looking forward to. Um, that's what they're ending on. Um, yeah, and and just I'm just looking forward to some movement here. Let's let's see uh, let's see preacher kind of. Okay, we've seen him be a preacher now. Now let's see him. What's his next face? What's yeah. he, what's he doing? What's he doing next? Hopefully, they go into the the actual quest. You know that they have right. in the comic book, right? And move it forward. I don't. I don't. I, yeah, I wonder if it's it's all about money, and that's why they haven't done it. They're like, hey, we need to spend as much time in this town as possible. Right. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's keep our fingers crossed. Nice chatting with you, bud. I'm in. We'll see you. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone, um, postpreacher at gmail.com. Give me a chat if uh, or ask me a question if you've got anything. Um, peace in the Middle East, bud. <laughs> yeah, good luck. We'll see you.